Welcome to K-Drama School, folks. Lovely to be here. So happy that you are here. You guys, I have got to share with you a Korean proverb. I don't know if it's a proverb. It's probably not a proverb. It's more like a maxim, you know, like a cultural saying. And that saying is, 가을 탄다. 가을 탄다. Which means, um... One is aching for the fall, or one is having the autumn blues. Yeah, I think that's the best interpretation, having autumn blues. Because it means like when autumn rolls through, a person feels a little bit more depressed, a little bit empty inside, you know? And with that comes this nostalgic longing for something from the past. And what is it about the autumn season in particular that makes people... think back to the past. I think it has something to do with the summer coming to an end. All that vibrant green and all that long sunlight and daylight, like they all just end up dying. The leaves die. The bugs die. The sunlight dies earlier than it does. And with the reduction of daylight, with all the dead leaves, I think people just get bummed out. Shorter playtime. Holidays are cut short. Not cut short, just vacations are over. And you have to go back to work, go back to school. And I think that bums people out too. I think, um, you know, like around this time of year in America, we celebrate Halloween, right? October, it's Halloween. And then we celebrate Thanksgiving in November. But when it comes to uh, Korea... The Halloween time is actually in the summer. Like in the summer months, there's a lot of um, scary stories, like scary story or ghost story themed TV shows. But in the fall, K-dramas will start leaning towards romance. And I think it is to match these autumn blues. I think that's where the romance comes in. I'm not sure if they have like a really juicy, serious one right now, though. Like last year, they had my liberation notes. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe before the end of the year, we will have a show that is worthy of being on this, being on this list to be like, oh, what's a classic K-drama that's good for autumn times? You know, because there's three. There are three that I'm going to talk about today. And... um None of them are from this past year. Although I would say, um, you know, behind your touch, I would, I would include that as an autumn, autumn show. Yeah, I would. Because it was uh, released, you know, in the late summer as the summer was winding down. And there were so many cute sweaters in that show. So, like, when's the best time to start wearing sweaters? The fall. Yeah. So, I mean, they have that. They got the sweaters. And so, to me, they now count as an autumn show. The shows that I'll talk about today are shows that I've reviewed. I've already covered them in the past. But I think it's just good to mention them if you are also going through this autumnal nostalgia. nostalgia sort of experience at the moment like I am because I am I am I I started watching shows that I would watch every fall growing up as a teenager and for me every fall season I looked forward to watching Gilmore Girls so I'm re-watching Gilmore Girls and um, 
it's a really good show, but there's so many problems with the way that Korea, Korea and Koreans are represented in that show. Or not even Koreans, they're Korean Americans, and they're both played by Japanese American actors. So, I mean, that's problem number one. But, like, the way that they're written, it's so atrocious. Like, bro, please, no, that's not okay. So, um, other than that, uh, let's talk about these uh, fall recommendations this year. I would recommend, number one, Autumn in My Heart. I think that's the show that's, like, definitive. It's, like, a defining show for millennials who watched K-dramas in the year 2000. I mean, it's a really depressing show. That show really, like... I mean, if you want... If you want a show that brutalizes their characters, like, really does them dirty and gets you to gush out every ounce of mucus and tear left inside of your head. Yeah, autumn in my heart. That's the way to go. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. Like, every single episode has a gazillion issues. Um, but it is, it is like a classic, and Song Yi-kyo is in it, and Song Seung-on is in it, and they are... Yeah, they have good chemistry. They're both very handsome actors, you know. It's they're both in their prime, like early twenties. Yeah, um, Song Yi-kyo's acting actually is pretty atrocious in that show. In fact, she became like infamous for being a terrible actress after blowing up all around the world with that show. And uh, I think it's worth seeing just to note like how how far she's come in the last 23 years. Like, holy shit, she has covered some tracks and she has really changed her whole MO as an actress. Like, she's really good now. And that brings us to the next show that I want to talk about that I would say is a pretty decent autumn show. And that would be Now We Are Breaking Up. Yeah. For me, Now We Are Breaking Up is definitely an autumn show only because there are lots of coats. There are a lot of uh, scenes with them, like, in, you know, um, in the rain. Yeah, for some reason, rain and coats, raincoats, they just remind me of fall. Yeah. For me, like, if you take Autumn in My Heart and Now We Are Breaking Up and watch them side by side and try to sort of, like, figure out, like, oh, where, in what ways ha- has Hong Yegyo, like, become a really like a far better actress like 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 just to compare and contrast these are two good shows to do that with because and now we are breaking up i would say Song Yi-kyo is g- giving some of her best performances she's like really good and now we are breaking up now we are breaking up i think had like other magic happening too because chang Gyeong is the lead the lead male in Now We Are Breaking Up, and he really brings it. I think Now We Are Breaking Up was the last show that he did right before he went to uh, do his military service for a couple of years, but, like, he really brought it. I was blown away by his acting. I was like, oh my gosh, Chang Kyung, suddenly you're not just a hot piece of ass, you're, like, a decent actor, too. So I would say Now We Are Breaking Up is a decent autumnal viewing experience, yeah. I think it's also the flavor. Like, now we are breaking up has, like, a depressive flavor to it. I think that's what it is. Yeah. See? Because we established what is kai tanda. What does kai tanda mean? It means autumn blues. I have autumn blues. 
and autumn in my heart definitely autumn blues holy shit it they it will gut you it will it will rob you of your light okay but then some um now we are breaking up now we are breaking up is like it's it's just as sad i mean it's it's got just as much agony and pain and regret and woe and conflicted emotions and Blah. It's like very messy, I guess is my point. It's got a depressiveness to it. It's got that bluesy sort of heaviness. Tonally, it's got that heaviness. And so that's why it is an autumn show. Okay, good. I'm glad we figured that out. Together. We did that together. Okay, and then now, I would say something in the rain would be the third one, right? Like, these are all romantic K-dramas. They are all romance they are all bluesy and sad. Yeah, got like a dark tone to them. But Something in the Rain, definitely an autumn show. Lots of coats in that show. I mean, it's like practically a winter show. Quite possibly we could push it that way. But there's more rain than there is snow. So I would say that this falls more under the category of autumn for me. And the darkness and the bluesiness, I would say, comes from the more serious factors, right? Like, it's got the sociopolitical factor, the whole gender politics thing. It's a very sexist environment that the protagonists are living in, and they're trying to figure their way out of that. So we've got, like, workplace assault and harassment. Uh, We've got home life misogyny as well and patriarchy emanating from a woman the mother yeah in that show so it's got that bluesy sort of dark tonal thing happening as well and if you take all three of these shows they are not they're nothing like behind your touch right they are not bubbly they're not um funny like they're not trying to be funny and comedic and weird like in fact an autumn in my heart i can't remember a single like funny moment the the show from beginning to end was just like super serious everybody was super dramatic it reminds it it reminds me of the movie noah by aronofsky aronofsky's very very expensive film i think they spent something like two or three hundred million dollars on noah and it did not do well in the box office but that movie like is so dramatic and I went to see it in theaters with the guy I was dating at the time and we were both laughing because like Jennifer Connelly and Russell Crowe were so serious all throughout that like five hour movie and we just couldn't take it it was just too much. We're like, dude, you're on an ark, you know, like you got these animals and like, why are you so serious? Can't you chill out? There was no chill. There was no chill about it. So we just laughed our asses off through that thing. So if you want to watch Autumn in My Heart, ironically, then go for it. I think it might do everybody some good. I mean, that show does need to be laughed at. And it's been parodied and satirized, like, through and through over the last 23 years. So it's fine. Like, we don't, I guess, you know, it doesn't need any more of it. But, like, if if you want to watch it for your sake and not feel gutted, then watch it ironically. And just, like, kind of crack up. It's like, oh, like, look at Swingagil with all the powder on her lips. <laughs> she really does look like she's going to die anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, also just like laugh at her acting. I mean, it's like pretty atrocious. But look, I mean, we already talked about this, right? Like all of the actors, when they are in their early 20s, they suck. 
unless you know they were child actors to begin with then that's a different story but like you only get better at with progress with time with practice with multiple multiple efforts being put into place and you doing it over and over again that's how you become good i was thinking like a couple days ago because i was doing i was doing a, a callback audition for this job it's not for television or film it's like an ai related job and they're seeking actors so i'm like okay that's fine like you know i'll i'll do it work is work but um i was just kind of thinking like oh every time i audition and every time i get a callback and i audition again it is a physical practice that I am going through, you know, like it may not be a class, but it is a learning and teaching moment for me because I am getting instruction. I'm being asked to do something and then execute it. And then I get to see what the feedback is or what the reaction is like from the director. And uh, to me, all of that counts as practice too. So if you're a performer or if you're an actor, then count those moments because like in my head you know it's like so easy for me to like discount that it's easy for me to just be like oh like it was an audition or it was a callback like I didn't get the thing I didn't book it so it's nothing no 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 that's not how it works every single time I audition every single time I get a callback every time I get a note and I'm asked to do something again that is me putting in my time getting in the practice so I think, yeah, I think it's okay to count those things. That's, that's just what I think. And for this job that I'm getting, um, well, that I'm, I'll be doing, is the perfect sort of practice because they just want me to, like, make faces, make sounds, just improvise certain things, and they just want, like, facial reactions, basically. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, my God, like, what a, what a great opportunity for me to put my acting ability into practice to execute it on camera and get paid for it like isn't that like a magical thing so yeah let's uh let's count those things let's not discount them if i am going to be painting a larger canvas i usually will do a sketch before the sketch never ends up becoming the exact same thing on the canvas, but the sketch is still part of the journey towards the canvas. So I'm looking at audition, callback, or even jobs like this where I will not be using as a credit. They all count to me as sketches before the canvas, right? That makes sense. I mean, isn't that a more positive way to go about things to at the very least dissipate the autumn blues that we're talking about here.